Chapter 23 of Things Worth Doing and How to Do Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Frank Cook. Things Worth Doing and How to Do Them by Lena Beard and Adelia B. Beard. Diana's Temple at Ephesus. Many white marble columns, 28 in all, will be needed for Diana's temple, but the columns are so easy to make that you will think it fun and wish more were required. Use stiff white paper, pretending it's marble, and cut all the columns according to figure 348. Keep strictly to the given dimensions, being careful to cut each column exact and true and perfectly even. Slash up the bottom and roll the entire column on a long pencil to make it curve, then take it off and spread strong glue or paste along the marked edge and wrap the column around a smooth, straight stick, two inches in circumference, lapping the unmarked lengthwise edge over the glue-covered edge of the column. Press the edges together until they cling tight, then remove the column. Bend out the slashed bottom and roll the two top extensions as in figure 349. Now, look at your column. See how gracefully the capital curves into a roll on each side? reminding one of a blossom on the end of a stem. The column you have made is called Ionic, and when you examine the columns or pillars of buildings, you will easily recognize those with Ionic capitals. It was principally because of the beautiful rolled capitals crowning its columns that the Temple of Diana was known as one of the wonders of the world, for it was the first structure that utilized this beautiful style of architecture. Find a piece of extra stiff white cardboard, 19 by 11 inches, and on it, draw the ground plan of your temple, figure 350. The distance from the outside edge of one ladder-like strip to the outside edge of the other is 9 inches. The strips are each 16 inches long, 2 inches wide, and divided into 6 spaces. Make the spaces by folding a 16-inch strip of paper exactly crosswise through the center, then folding each half of the paper 3 times. Place this strip along the edge of the 16-inch lines on the ground plan, and mark the spaces. Draw the oblong for the cella on the center, figure 350. Make it 4 inches wide and 10 and 1 half inches long, leaving half an inch space between this oblong and the inner sides of the ladder-like strips. Take one column at a time and glue the slashed portion firmly on the ladder-like strip. Begin at A, figure 350, and erect the outer row of columns, allowing each column to stand immediately along the inside of the outer line. Figure 350, with its exact center over the short cross line, as in Figure 351. Circles indicate columns. Each column must stand erect and plumb. Place the next row of columns just within the long inner line, as in Figure 352. In the same way, erect the second double columned row on the opposite side of the foundation and glue together the sides of the rolled capitals, which touch at the top of each pair of pillars on both rows. For the oblong center, make a cella of a coverless white cardboard box minus the two ends, figure 353. Let the cella be 4 inches wide, 10 and 1 half inches long, and 5 and 1 half inches high. When making any article of cardboard, always lightly score every line intended to be bent. This is very important to ensure good work. Glue the cella or inner temple on the boundary lines marked for the purpose of the center of the foundation board and glue the outside of the two walls firmly to the edges of the rolled capitals of the columns 
which touched them. Cut the day of cardboard five by three inches and bend it like figure 354. Have it three quarters of an inch high and glue it on the floor of the cella, figure 353, two inches from the back edge with its open sides facing the walls of the cella. Trace on cardboard and cut out the goddess Diana, figure 355. Bend the extension beneath Diana's feet half forward and half backward, then glue Diana on top of the day in the center at the back. Build on the ceiling and roof of the temple. Make the ceiling of cardboard 10 by 16 inches and cut the two gables, one for each end of the roof, like figure 356. Two and three quarters inches high and 10 inches long, not counting the extensions on the three sides, which must be bent and glued to the ceiling and roof. When the gables are fastened securely on each end of the ceiling, cut the roof of white cardboard 17 by 12 inches. Bend it lengthwise through the center. Glue it on top of the ceiling by fastening the ends tight to the upright gables. Allow the roof to extend a trifle beyond and over the edges of the ceiling and also project half an inch over front and back of the temple. Fit the roof-covered ceiling over the top of the temple. See that everything is properly placed, then remove the ceiling. Drop a little glue on top of each roll of the capitals on all of the pillars. Again, adjust the roofed ceiling and hold it steady until it adheres firmly to the temple. Take a box 11 inches long, 9 inches wide, and 3 inches high. Turn it bottom side up and glue your foundation with its stately temple securely on the box. Use white passe part out strips to fasten the box down tight on a lightweight board, 27 by 16 inches. Get medium, lightweight, smooth white watercolor paper for making the marble steps on each of the four sides of the temple. Each flight must be made in two pieces or sections. In all, there will be eight sections. Cut paper for the right-handed section of front steps, nine and one-half by six inches, the left-hand front section, nine by six inches. Make the two sections for back steps the same. Cut the right-hand side steps in sections 13 by six inches and 12 and one-half by six inches. Make the other side sections the same. Now be very careful in your measurements. Your measurements are not exact, your steps will not fit together. Divide each section of paper lengthwise from side to side into half inch spaces by drawing 12 lines across beginning half an inch from the top of the paper. This will make 13 spaces, figure 357, which, when creased backward and forward, fan fashion, will form seven steps, counting top and bottom landings or treads. Take the longest section of the front steps square off one end with lines half an inch apart of varying lengths running down across the first line. Figure 357. Begin at the top square, C, and draw a diagonal line across it. Continue the diagonal lines across every other descending square. Figure 358. Cut away the square marked paper from the diagonal lines and the squares marked D, 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 Figure 358 shown by the heavy line in figure 359. This makes the corner of the stairs. Lightly score all the horizontal lines, then crease the steps backward and forward along the horizontal lines. Make the other half section of front steps same as first, with the exception that the corner must run out to the left instead of the right hand. So draw the vertical lines, figures 357, 358, 359, at the left side of the section and make that corner like the right-hand one, only reversed. 
Make a brace for the center where the two sections join of a two and one half by three inch piece of cardboard ruled in half inch squares and cut like the heavy line on figure 360. The steps on this must be cut still deeper, each one half inch according to the heavy lines in figure 360, and the extensions bent over at dotted lines as in figure 361. Fit and glue the straight edge of the left hand front section of the steps on this brace. Have the brace flush with the edge of the steps. Brace should not reach to the tops as the tread of that step lies upon the foundation of the temple. When the brace is on, lap the edge of the right hand section over the left hand section half an inch, glue the two together, and the front flight of steps will be finished. Make the back flight in like manner. The side steps have no square corner extensions like figure 359. The corners are cut according to the heavy line in figure 358. Each of the side flights of steps must have its central brace, the same as the front, figure 361, and the two sections of each side must be joined together as you join the front flight. Make four more braces, one for each corner, by dividing with horizontal lines a piece of cardboard for each into six half-inch spaces, then crossing these lines by vertical lines wider apart, the width being the exact diagonal distance across a half-inch square for they must fit the diagonal edges of the steps at the corners of the four flights. There must be five of these wider spaces. Figure 362. Cut along the heavy lines and bend down the point along the dotted lines. Figure 363. Fit and glue one of these braces at each end of the two side flights. Then glue the side flights on the sides of the temple foundation and the ground board. Fasten the extensions D, 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 figure 359 of the corners of the front and back steps to the side steps by binding them over and pasting them on the side steps. At the same time, glue the front and back steps on the temple foundations and ground board. Set the temple up on a double pile of books placed on a table. The temple must be elevated that your friends may look in at the open front and behold the goddess Diana. Your beautiful little classic temple will give some idea of the grand original structure rebuilt in Asia around 356 BC, whose marble columns numbering 127 were 60 feet in height and each the gift of a king. End of chapter 23. Diana's Temple at Ephesus. Read by Frank Cook.